This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The slipperiest little man in Buffalo. (laughs) Khalil Shakir with the dagger touchdown yesterday gives the Bills their 14-point lead back, keeps the Steelers from covering your welcome degenerate gamblers, and sends the Bills on to the second round, surviving and advancing in the super wildcard weekend. Quick question. Yeah. yeah I'm going to wait for Jenna because uh, right. maybe she has more mm-hmm. on this. Uh, you're hanging out in the breaker. Rochester's Classic Rock, 96.5 WCMF. It's a very special post-game Tuesday. So right now I know there are people tuning in expecting to get where they whine. Mm. We have to cover these Bills games, man. Yeah, it's yeah, big yeah, news. Yeah. So tomorrow, as an apology, yeah. we will have not only Hate Mail the Week at 8 o'clock, we will have where they whine in. That's a night. lot of show right there, buddy. So Wednesday where there's so much show, you're drooling on yourself <laughs> as you're yeah, talking. I am. I'm getting excited. <laughs> Joining us to recap that massive win, please welcome from 13 Wham, our good friend, <laughs> Jenna Cottrell. Hey, Jenna, what's going on? Hey, guys, how's it going? Okay, so first of all, big congratulations on your engagement! Congratulations! Yeah, Jenna! Thank you. Wow. Thank you guys, appreciate it. woo can you at least pretend to be excited? Tommy's like, wow. No, I am. No, I'm talking no. to Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am. I'm going to plan a wedding, which is another thing. You got a date? Oh, Did you yeah, set a date? Yeah. Oh, I think yeah, she. I, th- yeah, I think she. Date. I think she thought you were asking if she was taking someone to her. No, wedding. but you know, like sometimes people get engaged with, with no date. Which I always. Know it was Tommy, so I wasn't sure. It's kind of hollow. Wait, if you what? don't, have, if what? you get engaged with no date, it's a hollow. It's a hollow engagement. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm just saying. You don't have a date. I guess, Nobody sets a date. I, I don't know what he's talking about. Get him, Jenna. No, when you announce, yeah, I don't really... you have a date. Yeah. We have a date, but yeah, you don't do good. that immediately. Yeah, I understand. It takes some time. You got to <laughs> do some research. I know. I Will know. you marry yeah. me on October twenty third? <laughs> but you, we know guys that have been engaged for like forty years. Well, yeah, but we know scumbags. <laughs> like they go to their grave engaged. <laughs> it's called an engravement. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, well, Tommy, we have a date. Don't worry. Good, good, well, good for you. Good for you. Man, we can't wait to get our invitations. Okay, so Jenna, <laughs> we ain't going Stop to that. that. We talking about we're a party. She can't stand this. What, show. The party machine's coming. The break group party machine. <laughs> Radio dirtbags. So, uh, Jenna, before we get into the Bills game, it's funny. I don't remember this being a thing until, like, the last two years. When did the NFL start calling this last weekend Super Wild Card Weekend? Oh, you know the NFL. They love to do it up. No, I mean, look, Super Wild Card Weekend, in terms of what we saw this past weekend, I mean, the Lions game was great. Obviously, the Bills game had some moments of tension, but, like, 
there were some blowouts in that one. So, look, for Wild Card Weekend, it's over. On to the divisional round. I'm sure the NFL in three years will come up with some different name for that as well. Dandy but. divisional round! Is it because they spread the games yeah. out so much now? Because it's super? Is that how they make it super? Well, yeah, because, I mean, now they went all weekend. Well, no, it's, they usually, they, well, they added, I mean, Jenna, when was it last year they added the first Monday night uh, playoff game? Wild Card playoff game? I believe, yes, yeah. Okay. I was going to make fun of Tommy, but he was actually right, mm. so I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And next weekend's over two nights, right? Yeah. Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday? Yeah, Saturday, yeah, Saturday and Sunday. All right, yep. so Jenna, let's talk some Bills. I mean, it was a weird game when you look at the box store because Josh Allen, in theory, gets outdueled by Mason Rudolph yardage-wise, but he had one of the best offensive games he's had in a very long time, four total touchdowns. He was very efficient where he was putting the ball. He didn't make any mistakes, which is the key to Buffalo not handing that game yeah. away. I mean, that's a good game from Josh Allen yesterday, right? Yeah, this is when people who don't like Josh Allen who just look at the box score are like, he wasn't that good in this game. If you watched this game yesterday and you saw the plays that he was making, especially when this Bills defense was struggling so much because of the injuries that they had sustained, like Josh Allen and the Bills offense, for so long this season, it has been the Bills defense kind of steadying the ship, bailing out the team, allowing Buffalo to win. But yesterday was a perfect example of Josh Allen and the offense doing that job, holding on to the football, you saw that great, I mean, the great touchdown to Khalil Shakir, but come on, a 52-yard touchdown, the rushing touchdown by Josh Allen. I saw someone describe it as Twitter as a yabba-dabba-dude into the end zone. But, like, even the players talked about it after. Like, Dalton Kincaid was like, I mean, he obviously is in his rookie year. He's like, it is just special to watch what Josh Allen is able to do. And yesterday was another example of that. I mean, Jenna, be honest with me. How many yards into that run where he scored the touchdown were you screaming at him to get down? Well, in my head, I was like, slide. Slide here. You slide here. You keep sliding. Slide. And even even Sean McDermott joked after the game that Joe Brady was in the headset like, get down. Get down. Get down. Oh, oh okay. Or go score. Because <laughs> it was just unbelievable. You're like, and to see the way he, you know, he's running and you're like, ooh, ooh. And you see, like, the contact coming. And then there goes Josh. And it's just Look, I think we sometimes forget, like, so many – Josh gets a lot of hate from outside, from other fan bases saying, you know, all the interceptions, look at all this stuff. But you have to live and die with some of those things because of the upside, the ceiling that Josh Allen has. And it's plays like that where you're just like, yeah, he probably should have slid. But because of what he can do and the athlete that he is – you're going to have plays that end up in a 52-yard rushing touchdown, and you got to live with that. And I know a lot of Bills fans are more than okay with that. Okay, so I would like to read you guys a tweet that I think perfectly encapsulates oh. uh, what we witnessed yesterday right and the entire Josh Allen experience. Uh, this is from at Robert Mays, his name is. I don't know who he is. Mm. He I writes, saw this, yeah. Okay, he writes, uh, Josh Allen is like a human monster truck with the soul <laughs> of a Labradoodle that is fueled by four loco. A singular unhinged experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. I mean, it's, he, he yeah. nailed it. Yeah. He nailed it. And like, here's it's the thing. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jenna. No, it's just it's so true. And I feel like sometimes, you know, he does make those plays. You're like, oh, Josh, what are you thinking? But at the same moment, the upside is so tremendous. And just what he's able to do with his legs, obviously the arm strength, like what the windows he can throw in. You're like, okay. When he protects the football, obviously good things come from that. Yesterday, he didn't have any turnovers. 
But it's like you see these moments and you're like, that is what a playoff winning quarterback can do. He like had, that is what a highly talented guy who can who can win it all, that's what he does. He has these moments that you would think would just break most people into pieces. Like all those fourth and inches, fourth and one, where he's literally just being pushed into a pile or yeah. carried around the side where somebody's got his leg and somebody's got his <laughs> arm and they're just moving him in whatever way they want to. It's it's just like how does he stay in one piece? So let's talk about that from people who forgot about it. Was it was a fourth and one, Tommy McDermott, yeah. who has decided to go for yeah, every gonna... fourth and one for the rest of his life for some reason. And they're at their end of the field, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's you're you're running a risk here. Mm-hmm. Josh gets stuffed. Reggie mm-hmm. Gilliam, the fullback, <laughs> pulls his leg. picks him up like he's like a southern date and carries him over. So like, they're gonna probably ban this in the future. Why are you such a dick? Because it looks re- it looks it doesn't look right. Well, like, I mean, it doesn't look right. That's unnatural. You should be allowed to do that to a now you can quarterback. Just, now you, if you're holding the ball, somebody else could drag you along. It's and awesome. Count. That's how you get across the line. All right. Bro, that was unbelievable. That play, and, and you're right. Like Kimmy, that felt that looked violent. Like it there's does. sometimes that Josh takes hits where you're like, oh my gosh. And think about it. The, the feel outside was like so cold in this one. It's expected to be really cold again this weekend. You're like, that cannot feel good. But Josh just makes it look so easy. And Reggie Gilliam there with that extra push that really did push him over the line, getting the first down. And you talked about Sean McDermott, like. For so long, the narrative has been he is a conservative guy, all these things. But I also think in these last stretch, like he really has been the more aggressive coach, trusting in his offense, as he should. But I think McDermott needs more credit for that. He did it in the in the Dolphins game when he was in their own territory. Like he is willing to take those risks because he believes in the offense. And of course he should because you have Josh Allen. But I think he deserves some credit for that as well. Jenna Contra from 13WAM joining us, recapping this Bills game from yesterday. And I do want to look forward to this next game in a second, but the one thing that we cannot brush over. Yeah. All that? right, so the Bills go into this game yesterday. They are down starting corner Russell Douglas, who's been bawling out of his mm-hmm. mind, and starting mm-hmm. linebacker Tyrell Dotson. Mm-hmm. Those two are already in yeah. for Tredavious White and Matt Milano, who are down. So you have seventh-round pick from last year, Balin Specter. Back up to your backup. And, uh, yeah, starting that game for you. Yeah. Specter goes down. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead, Jenna. No, I mean, these injuries are something that definitely, that is the biggest key, the biggest thing to monitor this week. And obviously the Bills are on a short week because they play again on Sunday. Uh, you know, the Chiefs had extra rest. So Terrell Bernard, who has been phenomenal this season, obviously he goes down yesterday. The cart comes out for him. And it's like, oh, my gosh. You know, he has been such a playmaker for Buffalo. Your heart kind of sinks for him and his teammates, Bills fans. But, you know, uh, Ian Rappaport tweeting out last night reporting that essentially the x-rays were negative. Terrell Bernard is expected to have an MRI today. So it's looking more like an ankle sprain at this point, which it doesn't seem to be a high ankle sprain. So I think I I wouldn't definitely not expect him to be out there on Sunday. But down the line, maybe there is a possibility of coming him coming back, which would be huge for the team. Now, again. We're still waiting on reports to come out, but even that little glimmer of hope, I think, is very huge for this Bills team because what Bernard has meant to them and also the possibility of him possibly having the opportunity to come back. Agreed. But with Bernard going down, Tommy, yeah. and Spectre down, yeah. you have a point where the Bills are trotting out with their starting defense 
their fourth and fifth cornerbacks. Kyrie Elam, a guy, by the way, gets an interception, even though he hasn't dressed in like five years. Was this the guy that was going to Keys for vacation? No, no, no. That's A.J. Klein, a man who has not played a down of football all season, was sitting on his couch earlier this week in North Carolina, had bought an RV, was going to drive his family down to the Keys for a family vacation, got a call from Sean McDermott, who's like, yeah, I'll come play football Mm. for you. Not only did that man play significant snaps and call the defense, Jenna, he had 11 tackles yesterday. He led the defense. It was unbelievable. Like, hearing after the game, and he's calling the defense as well. Like, you got to understand, you know, football is a really tough game, really physical, all this stuff. Like you said, he was sitting on his couch. He got a text from Brandon Bean in the middle of the week like, hey, any interest? And I honestly think if it was for another team, he might not have come in. But I think talk about a guy that is resilient, like coming in off the couch, being able to be the play. Like he had a monster, huge game yesterday, and he worked very well with Dorian Williams. And it's just one of those situations where, I mean, that we talk so much this season about the Bills being resilient, but there's so many players who represent that on this roster. (laughs) And AJ Klein is a guy who's barely been on this roster but it's another example. And I think, too, you've got to give Sean McDermott more credit. I mean, we joke that this defense is being held together with bubblegum and duct tape. But at the same point, the Bills were able to slow down the bleeding, allow the offense to take over, score some points. But, I mean, A.J. Klein, he was supposed to be on a beach in Key West. And he was yeah, but with his family. It would have sucked. Degrees. That trip would have sucked. He was so thankful to get that call from Sean. He was probably calling Sean every day. You need me for anything? Anything at all? I do not want to be stuck in this tin can in the Keys with this miserable family. Look, Jenna. Good joke. He was like, every time I feel like I'm in Buffalo, it snows. I'm like, well, that tracks. Yeah. Well, maybe we keep him out. <laughs> so is this guy? So he's going to play again this week? Well, I mean, that, that hurts. It all depends, Jen, on Definitely what they keep him around. I would think. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be yeah. on the roster. I mean, yeah. the injury situation dictates how many snaps he gets next week. We're not going to know that until probably Thursday or uh, Friday. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is a developing thing in terms of what the injury status will look like. Um, Tyrell Dodson, Sean McDermott said after the game that he was closer to playing. So I would expect Tyrell Dodson to be back. Uh, Tim Graham of The Athletic talked to Rasul Douglas, one of the Bills' corners, after the game. Uh, Douglas did not play yesterday, but Tim Graham talked to him yesterday, and Douglas said the team ended up holding him out. So he most likely will be back in the lineup on right. Sunday against the Chiefs. So Need there's some one. positivity there. I don't know about Gabe Davis. Um, you know, that's also something the monitor obviously contributed to the Bills' offense. But injuries is really the biggest thing. Like, how healthy can you get? And I forgot to mention, Taron Johnson uh, left the game. He was evaluated for a head injury. I mean, Johnson did not want to leave the field. I think it must have been one of the independent neurologists that called him off. But he, I cannot overstate how much he means to this Bills defense. So that's definitely someone who obviously has a ton of experience against Travis Kelsey, and he is such a huge player and contributor. So that is someone that's definitely a key for Buffalo to get back. Jenna Cotcher from 13 Wham joining us, talking about the Bills game yesterday. Tommy? Yeah. Let's look forward to Kansas City. The first time in his career, Patrick Mahomes Mm -hmm. has to play a road playoff game, and he has the privilege of doing it in front of some of the most raucous, loud, insane fans in the Mm -hmm. NFL. Mm -hmm. Not only that, Patrick Mahomes has never played in front of a crowd in Orchard Park. The only game he traveled to Buffalo to play was during COVID, empty stadium. So he has no idea what even to expect. 
Jenna, the Bills opened as three-point favorites against the Chiefs yesterday, and I'm sure that injuries have something to do with mm. that. Were you not? Were you surprised that the line was that small? Because it's essentially the Bills being even with the Chiefs and getting a little bit of a bump for home field advantage. I mean, I wasn't shocked because of the injuries. Um, I think this is a Chiefs team that's obviously different than the years past. But for this Bills team, like, look, you this is what you've wanted. You have wanted to have Mahomes on the road in Orchard Park. Obviously, the AFC Championship game, the divisional round. Like, you've been in Arrowhead for so many games that have not gone your way in the playoffs. Now you have him coming into Buffalo, coming in with the craziness that is Bills Mafia. Um, I think injuries are obviously going to play a factor in how the Bills prepare for this game. But at the same point, this is exactly what you have worked this season for. And you have the opportunity. And I think for a lot of the players on this team, Josh Allen included, you know, they're going to take personally what happened a couple of years ago. And that is definitely on the mind of this team as they prepare to take on Kansas City. And let's be real, too. Like, where they were at this season, this Bills team, I mean, we talked about it. Would they even make the playoffs? That seemed like a pipe dream. But if you beat the Chiefs and you head to the AFC Championship game, I mean, talk about a statement from this group. But you have the ability to have revenge against a guy and a team that has been the thorn in your side in the playoffs. And what better place than at Highmark Stadium on Sunday? All right. right. Let's take a deep breath. All right. Take your time. Mm. Okay. Let's ask a philosophical (laughs) question. All right. Because, Tommy, I mean, like – Jenna just said, I mean, thorn in the side, the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Mm. The Bengals get you last year, but it's the Chiefs that have been the biggest biggest foil for the Bills in the playoffs yeah. in the McDormand era. Fair statement? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You finally get them in your house. Right where you want them. You get them in a year where their offense has been obviously mm. down. Mm. You beat them in Kansas City. There is literally no excuse, and no one's going to want to hear about injuries. Jenna, would you say up to this point, this game on Sunday will define the career of Sean McDermott in most Bills fans' minds. Wow. I mean... Well, I told um, you it was going to be profound, Ooh, Jenna. Heavy, I tried that's to warn you. That's a big statement. Good thing no, Kimmy I mean, took he, a breath before. <laughs> yeah, I need a deep breath. No, I mean, make no doubt about it. Like, there is immense pressure on Sean McDermott in this situation. Like we talked about, you are at home. You are against a team that has done very well against you in the playoffs. You're going up against your former coach, your former mentor. And what's been the talk about the Bills over the last couple of years? Can they get over the hump? They haven't been able to. So, yeah, I don't think this will be – I mean, I hope that there are bigger games down the line for Sean McDermott with the Bills. But in terms of Sunday and what this means, you cannot understate how much pressure is on him as a head coach. Now, look, you might say, hey, this season's found money. They didn't think this team was going to be as good as they were. They ended up making it to the playoffs. But let's be real. When you have Josh Allen, you have the ability to be as physical as this team is as well. And you're at home. The expectation is for you to win. And you know how you clean up that narrative of the Bills can't get over the hump is you win games like this. Get over the hump. That's how you do it. Yeah, but then you just get more humps. Well, no. Oh, yeah, eventually. There's another hump. More, yeah. eventually. There's a Super Bowl hump. <laughs> Super then are you going to repeat hump? What are you, There's always humps. What are you doing, Dangerfield? What are you... But you know what I mean. <laughs> what are you talking about? You win the... Like the hump. <laughs> Wait, Dangerfield was doing my hump? 
When you win the Super Bowl, there's no more hump to get no, over. No, then it's going to repeat. Okay, no, no, I don't care. No, just give me no, one. I, think I don't the, care. I think well, you jackholes all line up to one over. happens, sure. people will talk about that. I mean, Bills fans will annoy the crap out of you with how much they'll talk about that one Super Bowl. I, don't, I think it only takes one to get over the hump. No, like if the Bills manage to do this, yeah. the entire show for the rest of the year <laughs> will be talking about that time the Bills <laughs> won the Super Bowl. I want everyone well, to be the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I will say, so I've been covering this team now for – a while. It's been seven seasons. And this team does just feel different. It seems different. They've been through a lot. They, I think that has really galvanized the team. What happened, you know, the situation with Sean McDermott, the article that came out, their, their ability to win. Their ability to win in different ways. You know, they have the ability to run the ball. They are a more physical team. You see that maturation process from Josh Allen. The defense has played very, very well under Sean McDermott. I just, there's something different, in my opinion, in Orchard Park. You got to ask yourself, is this the year? Are you doing Catalana now? She's going to deal with this at work. I know. Why would you? (laughs) No, I know Catalana's already bought in. I am aware of that. Based on some private conversations that we had. Wait, you've taught, you know Mike? How about my wife saw him out yesterday morning? So he didn't tell me that, yeah. Wearing them bicycle pants? He was wearing his bicycle pants. Yes, he was. He was wearing his bicycle pants. It's cold. He was inside. Oh. Don't ask. Tommy looks confused. (laughs) All right, Jenna, the most important question as we get ready for this game on Sunday to uh, the majority of folks that live in Western New York. Your odds that Taylor Swift is sitting in a suite in Orchard Park (laughs) Sunday night. She is there. She'll definitely be sitting in a suite. I think she will be in a suite. I think just expect her to fly in on her private jet a couple hours before game day. No, I thought she was taking mega bus. (laughs) 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 She's going to take an Uber to the stadium. It'll be great. No, I I think she will be in Orchard Park. She's got to be there. It's the biggest game of the year. I expect her to be there. Okay, so we're going to... Talk about we're this. trying to figure out how this whole process would work. And that's just it. We're going to yeah. talk about this. where she's going to sit. Like the, the suite's there. Not, where does she enter? Okay, so let's break this down. So for those who don't know, the mm. stadium, we're going to talk about this more later in the week, but yeah. the stadium was built without suites and skyboxes. Yeah, boxes. not a lot of privacy. Exactly. So, yeah. And when they put the stuff in, the only way to get to like 95% of the suites is to walk through the main concourse. If I'm not mistaken, and Jenna, you know the stadium probably better than I do, yeah. the only suites that you can get up to secretly are like the owner's suites. Yeah. And if you put yes. and if you put her in there, you then have the enemy sitting with the owner of the Buffalo Bills, which is not a great look for the Pagula well, where family. does where does uh where do like a way Yeah, where does the owner like a Jerry Jones, yeah. where would they put him in Where the do they sit? There's gotta be another suite. Famous owners that have like followings of people. Oh no, the, those guys get caught in the uh concourse sometimes. Pictures. No, well, where but do I'm they saying sit? where where would Bill is very strange. And there's also only one tunnel, which is obviously very unique for an NFL stadium. Unique is a kind way of putting it. Honestly, it's uh, sometimes a safety issue. I feel like with all the trucks and ambulances trying to get in and out, and both teams getting in and out. But I, yeah, I don't know where she's gonna sit. I don't. I don't know. So you saying don't they don't really have a fancy suite that. for her? Well, no. I'm past that. Even if they fancied up the suite, my fear is oh, with like hand soaps and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like she takes them off the mega bus. No, my fear is 
Jenna is the only. Are they going to be able to even get her in the stadium and into a suite without walking? <laughs> Man, her we got to look like point. a bunch of hillbillies. We can't host a. Have you seen the way people react to Taylor Swift? No, but I mean, it sounds yeah. bad that the stadium is so crappy. You can't even oh. get find her a seat. No, but well, just fans-wise, people are going to be right. looking for it. Jenna, I'm trying to figure out how they don't have to, at some point, walk her through the concourse Bro. to get her into her seats. Chopper and up top. Keep her in a popcorn machine. <laughs> <laughs> you told me Ralph always you took a chopper. Her. They thought she was in the popcorn machine. That I was, don't know. That was the theory. You yeah, said Ralph I, used to I take a like, chopper. Honestly, it might not be a bad idea because... Yeah, they, they were, look, she'll have security, all that stuff, obviously, but there's going to be a mob waiting out for her, watching for her. So I would say it's her best bet, honestly, to get to wherever she needs to go. It's just to, you know, crouch down, get in there, and be in the suite. So you were saying, Tommy, I'm sorry. You tell me Ralph used to take a chopper in and out of the stadium and land it on the roof. Yeah, there's a helipad on the roof, yeah. Yeah, just do that. Well, no, but she still, Deb would put her in the owner's yeah. suite. No, but then you ushers. they got to have some secret moves that nobody knows. Bro, I'm telling you, that stadium is My God, very they base. get the Rolling Stones in and out of there. Yeah, because half the that? stadium is shut down. The back they end. They get there super early. And the back end, it's all closed off to the public. Maybe we get Mick. To bring her in, because he knows it. <laughs> Next guy, we're going to bring her in. Everybody off a of Megabus. Everybody off a of Megabus. <laughs> Leave driving. the hand soaps. Wait, Mick's driving the Megabus. <laughs> yes. Get the hell out of yeah, here. Yeah, he's incognito. Just another day in Orchard Park. All right, Jenna, did you, who's working the game? You were Dan on Sunday. So, actually, we are all three of us going there. Oh, family trip. Yeah. All hands on deck. Yeah. Was it a Dan yeah. game, and you just wanted to see Taylor Swift? Like, how did that work out? Dan, well, this past week, Dan was on the field, so that means I will be on the field on Sunday. Oh, you're uh, going to miss Taylor! Oh. I saw her in Kansas City, though. You did? I was up in the suites and I didn't see her. In Kansas City? Yeah, that's not fair. They let you in there? I saw they you did. on the field, Jenna. Whatever. <laughs> see, I would think, like, Fates just has total field duty now after that performance and that sprint with that camera. Oh, my God. I mean, like... That's first. That that you can't beat that. That's now your job. I I can't tell you how many times we watched that. <laughs> Dan, Mike, and I we, we probably no less than seventy five times okay, and laugh every single time. So for those who haven't seen it, after the Dolphins <laughs> game, uh, Thad Brown from News Eight and Dan Fates were trying to chase Josh Allen as he was running down to the corner to say thank you to Bills fans, mm-hmm. and both of them broke out into a hands down <laughs> sprint as hard as they could to follow Josh. Were they running with cameras? They yes. had cameras on their shoulders. Yes, yes. yes. Didn't miss a beat. And like, here's the thing about that. You know, I love Thad, Aquinas grad. Mm. How does a guy with calves that big get beat <laughs> as handily as he did it's by strategy and hot skill. takes Dan Fates? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Dan has some youth. Thad has the experience, but Dan has some youth on him. So maybe it was that, but it was, a, it was a, quite the heat, honestly. All right. Well, Jenna, listen, if I want to follow all your great takes on the Bills and Taylor Swift, uh, where can I find you on Twitter or Instagram? Uh, just check out at Jenna Cottrell, and then, well, here, I'll let you. Okay, for how many times we got to do this? <laughs> she knows the truth. I know, I know. I get excited. All right, so Jen, or Jenna, let's say uh, I love the coverage that you guys do on 13 Wham, you, Fates, and Catalana, but I wanted all of that sports coverage. Yeah, that should be enough. No, no, no. I want that plus. Wait, there's more? Yeah, I want all that Buffalo coverage plus. Who would have that? Where could I find you want that? Buffalo, you want Buffalo plus? Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. Well, lucky enough, we have the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. Check it out. It's Mike, Dan, and myself. We have a post-game recap from the field yesterday. 
We have plenty of pregame coverage this week leading into the game. We'll be in Ultra Park tomorrow. We'll have a podcast on Thursday. Mike has an interview with a Chiefs reporter, so a beat reporter who's been covering the team all season, what they expect from the game, their keys, what they've seen so far. There's a Kansas City Catalano? (laughs) What do you think that would sound like? (laughs) you got to ask yourself. Yeah, yeah, ask yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Nice short, nice short. I think Taylor Swift got a pair. Yeah, I think she does. That's a first. Uh, check out the <laughs> Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. Jenna, always a pleasure. <laughs> she's over this. She's always yeah, over it. Good. She's good for she about has, five she has minutes. actual work to do. Yeah. She's like, why do I always yeah. do this stupid crap? But we appreciate it, Jenna. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, guys. Bye. All right, I'll talk to you. Bye. Bye. There goes Jenna Kotcher, 32M. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You know, one of the easiest uh, questions to answer is how do you take your coffee? Yeah. Right? Uh, depending on how you answer, if you answer this way, you could have something more brewing than just some beans, oh. buddy. You're hanging out at the break room. It's just Classic Rock, 96.5. WCMF, Tommy, how do you take your coffee? Uh, skim, sweet and low. Okay. Kimmy, how do you take your coffee? Uh, I usually just drink plain black coffee. Oh, you drink your coffee black? I do. If you like your coffee black, odds are you are a psychopath. Wow. Oh. Okay. So right. that means the entire country of Italy after 10 o'clock in the morning are psychos. Is that surprising? No. I grew up in Gates, man. <laughs> By the way, that checks out perfectly with what Kimmy just did. She's a complete psychopath. I mean, so you just drink black mind, coffee. Sometimes I don't mind a little milk in it, but that's about as far as I go. Oh. So a study from back in 2016 has resurfaced again on social media. What did I say? And it shows that you are you may you are more likely to be a psychopath, excuse me, if you enjoy things that are bitter, black coffee, dark chocolate, gin and tonic kind of things. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Now, so it, and you don't like anything sweet. Uh, it doesn't say you don't like anything sweet. It says prefer For things, enjoy things that are bitter. Now, mm. it was 1000 Americans done in the study, so it's a pretty small sample mm. size, but I mean, things like narcissism, aggressive aggression, and sadistic were all kind of tied into people that enjoy bitter things. Okay. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Hmm. Harsh. You like things harsh. Okay, but there's a difference between harsh. Well, bitter and harsh, I always put in the same category. No, I understand what you're saying, but I'm saying there's hmm. a difference between like liking something harsh and hmm. being a legitimate psychopath. Okay. Hmm. Right. Like, think of the people you know that drink black coffee. No, but wait, I had them in my family. Are those people psychopaths? Well, my grandmother was a huge dick. Does that count? <laughs> Can you be? Is a dick a psychopath? No, because you're a dick, but I don't think you're a psychopath. What's the, I forget what psychopath. You don't kill people, right? Well, no, 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 no. I mean, yeah, the psychopaths do kill people. Kimmy, could you get the actual okay. definition of psychopath? Don't they say like a lot of CEOs are psychopaths and like politicians? Yeah, like that's... they don't have any emotion tied to their decisions. You nailed it. I think that might okay. be what the definition is. Yeah, that was wait. my grandmother. <laughs> she was Sicilian. A person, uh, a person affected by chronic mental disorder with abnormal or violent social behavior. Oh, that makes it sound way worse than I thought. Yes, yeah, yes that sounds bad. But I can see my grandmother wasting somebody. <laughs> I'm serious, Shut man. Shut up. Now, they did say take the results with a grain of salt because it's just a single study. Mm. Although they do believe experts that one in 22 people in America are technically psychopaths. So even oh. if you are not a psychopath for enjoying black coffee, mm. odds are you come across one. You know one. Yeah, on a daily basis. Yeah. So if you work in a big company, you know a couple probably. Well, yeah. I mean, I think this entire company we work with is psychopaths. Well, it could be. But it doesn't sound like it hurts society. It sounds like most of them go. Read the definition again, please. No, but it sounds like most of them don't go on like some crazy spree. They just operate. They think differently. They're just not nice to people. But they think differently. Okay, there's a difference. But they don't think. I think the thing is, though, they don't know that they're being mean. They're just thinking this is how the world works. No, I think there has to be. Like, they don't understand, like, the consequences of what they're, they're doing they're to somebody. They're not choosing to be like that. That's just the way they are. Yeah. No, that's not what he's saying. He's yeah. saying, okay, I think. I think they operate differently and they don't even know sometimes what they're doing. To like, people. you don't realize you're hurting somebody's yes. feelings. They think, well, that's just how it works. No, I, I think there's a, I think you're defining something else there. Oh. But I could be wrong. All right. That it again, could I, make you a psychopath. I could be a psychopath. Yeah, I don't right. know. I mean, who the hell knows? How how can you decide if someone's a psychopath if you can't like straight up define yeah. what right. a psychopath is? Because one in twenty two people don't. If you want to read that definition, okay, again. Uh, a person affected by chronic mental disorder with abnormal or violent social behavior. I mean, are one in twenty two people affected by violent social behavior? And I guess what's abnormal but, social behavior? That you know, sounds like you end up in jail with that. Yeah. Well, okay, so it's abnormal or violent, it said. Yeah. So you could just be weird. Socially awkward. <laughs> okay, but socially but not... It, but with that one, I wouldn't consider that psycho, that person to be a psychopath. Right, and you wouldn't be a good politician. You wouldn't be a good businessman if you couldn't handle social situations. Yeah, I always assumed that people that were psychopathic were good in social right, situations. Right, yeah, they could put up a front. Yeah. And that's, then turn. That's why I was always afraid that I was a psychopath. Well, is that psychopath or is that like bipolar? Are you calling me bipolar? I'm. So, I'm I always thought bipolar was where he switched. So kind of the way you they would. go Jekyll and Hyde. So yeah. I have a buddy that does this. The bipolar. And, yeah, like and it switches almost immediately. Like it's like a, it's like a, yeah, like throwing a switch. Like is he diagnosed or wow. he just? Oh. <laughs> no, Doctor Tommy diagnosed. <laughs> okay. No, but he's a he, he does, he's an alcoholic. Okay. Uh, at one time he was a cocaine freak. Okay. Uh, and everybody thought it was that. But no, he stopped doing that and then he stopped the cocaine, and it still was happening. Gotcha. He stopped the drinking. Okay, see, I feel like you were describing manic at one point, like the highs and the lows, and the highs and the lows. It's not. It's a. It's a switch. It's like a complete personality. Change. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Because I definitely think it's like that- an evil. Like if you could be like normal, then there's like an evil you, and then it goes back to nice you. Okay, and it can all happen in one conversation. Okay. 
252-WCMF, 252-9263. Uh, let's talk to Rick as we're discussing how if you enjoy black coffee, odds are better that you're a psychopath. Hey, Rick, what's going on, buddy? Hey, uh, I, I think I read the same study. Uh, maybe somebody might have altered it for you when you saw it, but I, I believe it said sociopath. I have it. Not a psychopath. Uh, it's from the New York Post, which is a very reliable newspaper. <laughs> for people that can't read. Okay, well, I, I also heard this or read this before. Uh, I drink coffee black. Uh, really enjoy hot, like super hot hot sauces and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So people are joke with me about it all the time. But Are you uh, a psychopath or a sociopath? I would consider myself a sociopath at time when it comes to certain uh, a self-aware uh, king is what they call him. <laughs> so, okay. so what do you call like guy? You know, there's I mean, guys to somebody else's opinion or feelings on certain things. Yeah, I, I would consider myself a sociopath. All right, point. great. Well, Rick, don't ever call the show again. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good day, buddy. So what do you call guys? You know, there's certain guys that like to be tied up and like spanked by women <laughs> and all that, and like tortured and they hurt. What is that person? Because that's got to be a psycho. I think that's a sexual thing. No, but why do you find that pleasurable? Like, there's no sex involved. No, but they get they they get their excitement from being you know. No, but see now you're doing this thing, and that's the problem. Is that a psychopath? No, I think a psychopath is like a. Is that a sociopath? See, here's the problem. Okay, I'll read you the definition of a sociopath. Okay, thank you. A, a person with a personality disorder manifesting itself in extreme antisocial attitudes and behavior. Oh, that's Tommy, 100. percent A lack of conscience. I stand by what I all say. Right, all right. You're not bothered by that? No. I mean, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, like here's the problem. You just did it, and we're all guilty of Wait, it, right? Like guys getting spanked. No, you idiot. We all are exposed to all of these terms with mm. absolutely no definition behind them. So, it's, but even the experts can't nail it down all the time. No, but we're not really paying attention. I'm Most sure true. there's like literature we could read where we'd be like, okay, but we're not going to do that. Even the complete you, book of spanking. You, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but we throw all these terms like sociopath and psychopath. Like, you know, that guy who likes to get spanked, that guy's a psychopath. Right. That doesn't make him a psychopath. Right. right, but you just decide that's what a crazy person is, so you say that. Yes, yeah, it's like Kleenex. It's like a blanket term. But here's the thing: it muddies the water for people that yeah. actually have these disorders right. that they have no control over. Right. right. So instead of someone who has is bipolar or sociopathic or psychopathic, instead of the people being like that person needs some help, you go mm. that person's a psycho. I'm yeah, guilty true. of it like you are, but yeah. it's probably bad. Yeah, but I'm not going to help. I can't help the guy. He's no, a but, psycho. I mean, Grace, I guess, would be. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to understand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect. 
Check your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 